It's bigger on the inside. Is it? I've noticed. Nickname here, and welcome to episode 11 of Bigger on the Inside. As always, I'm joined with Ringo. Hello, people. And oh, what was that? Nothing. Continue. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> good. And returning once again, he's a man who loves his geography facts. It's GeoFax. That was so funny. Geography <laughs> facts. <laughs> Holy crap. That's what I'm putting down on my gravestone. Here lies geography. Basic facts. And then, like, someone will play, and then some, like, punk will just approach your grave, grab a knife, and then indent it with sorry, Connor. And then, that guy will be me. What? Like, that will be me. I will desecrate your grave when you die. Just letting you know that now. I, I, and then I'll apologize for it by. I'm gonna live to 102 and then die, like the city of Detroit. Why? Just, Why is that specifically on them? Um, we're just assuming that Ringo is in the form of 100 years. So. Ooh. Wow. So. I, I may be able that's, to curb that for you, but um, moving on from that vague <laughs> threat. <laughs> moving on from that vague threat. Uh. Uh, so how you guys been? Um, I've been decent. Then, because we're doing this on a weekly basis, I can't say much has happened from, what, Thursday until now, but... Yeah. I, uh, school's dreading me. I'm dreading it. Work is tiring. And it's a mutual hatred. It's a mutual hate. <laughs> oh, it's definitely mutual. I mean, school hates me. Um, and Doctor Who's only been keeping me looking forward to the week. And this, of course, chatting mm. to you, amazing people. Um, yeah. How about you, Mr. Geofax? Oh. Great deal. Fucking. I've been working. Uh, I've been making mad money. I've been all... Making mad money? Oh all of them drugs. You sound like a really shit rapper. You know, Making I'm mad like money. 2005 with spiked up hair and sunglasses and that like reflective metal Hawaiian shirt sort of thing. You wished you were a punk rocker back then. <sighs> with flowers, flowers in my in hair. hair. Hey! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually hate I'm so that glad we, we, we got that. <laughs> I, I, I I'll, just, I'll just make that your retro music. <laughs> For like the rest of the series. It's gonna be like 
bigger on the inside is cancelled everyone from now on we're specifically punk uh flower wearing punk rocker girls all right so mm. new direction obviously nick will be leading <laughs> while ringo comes in close second and then i'll be behind with the actual fashion that everyone's keeping up to date with and what's that <laughs> I'm just waiting, like, what's that? Boomtown is the fucking best episode of season one, you fucking know it. Continuing on. <laughs> <laughs> what? Jeez. <laughs> oh my gosh. So. I think, I think, um. <laughs> someone needs to calm down a bit. Uh, I thought I was going to be terrible today, but... Was it the... We're, we're starting this episode great. We haven't even talked about the main Was it the graveyard yet. joke? Is that what got you? I'm sorry if that was too much. <laughs> it was a gravestone joke, wasn't it? Oh, God, I feel terrible, man. I'm really sorry. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Shall we move on? <laughs> yes, please do. Yes, please do. There was no way we were getting out of that one. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. All right. Let's, let's talk about episode three... They're nice. If I step on a butterfly, it could send ripples through time that mean that I'm not even born in the first place and I could just disappear. Definitely. I mean, that's what happened to Pete. Pete? Your friend, Pete? He's standing there a moment ago, but he stepped on a butterfly. No, you don't even remember him. General thoughts, guys. Mr. Fax? Well, I think we should go in order of who has seen it the most to who has seen it the least. So I'm going to divert to you, Ringo. Oh, crap. So, so uh, m- me seeing it twice puts it on the lead. Good lord. Okay. Um, you just acknowledge how little we've seen this episode. Yeah, well, look, I'm making you guys f- look bad, because, you know, you, put, you throw me under the bus, and I'm saying that I've seen it twice, and that's the most, then you two should suffer Actually, it. yeah, thinking about it, I have actually seen it twice. Oh, it's, no, 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 no. Your one and a half will not be bumped up. None of that. Anyway. I'll explain why in a sec, but yeah. So, general thoughts. Um, I this is my favorite episode of season ten thus far. Um, I what can't. Did you say ten? Season ten. Yeah, this is my favorite episode of season ten th- thus Sen-ten. far. Um, I really enjoyed it. I, you know, it had a great location. Bill and Doctor's development was great, and the story was decent. Um, and yeah, I hope it gets better from here. I liked it. Now, All who's right. next? Neck name. I'll, I'll go next. Um, it's kind of fascinating because I really don't have much else to add to that. It, it too, is also my favorite episode of the series so far. Um, I just, it felt like Doctor Who. Like, there was, it, we have the proper baddie, we went back in time. Mm. Um, we had the Doctor and Bill and the interactions with those two. Oh, so good again this week. I can't wait to talk about that. Um, yeah, I was really, really, really happy with this episode. Um, there's not much else to add to that for me. Yeah, I'm curious if Connor's going to agree heavily or disagree heavily. So <laughs> I hate everything. <laughs> hey, that's rude. Let him have his say. Connor, do you hate it like you hate everything? Yes. No. Um, let me explain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. Short, short, Buckle up, kids. Knuckles. Buckle up, kids. This is going to be quite the ride. There we go. There's the knuck, knuckle crackle for you. <laughs> crackle? Crack. Yep. Um, crackle. Craggle. <laughs> Look, the short version is it had a lot of good bits. It had some quite weird bits. Um, and, that again, it feels 
I'm, I'm going to call this the um, JJ Abrams effect because there's a lot of that that's been happening in um, in sort of modern filmography where things are getting remade and this episode feels very similar to another one a few seasons back and yeah we, we, you know, yeah. yeah we can talk about that yeah, yeah. That's, that's, a, that's the first guy I thought when I saw the, <laughs> the, the, the CMOS right it's like obviously yeah, that reminds me a lot of the Absorber off you know getting those weird vibes again <laughs> But yeah, um, I definitely agree with some with you guys about some of the dialogue being some of the best bits of the season so far. Is that my favourite? Uh, I don't choose a favourite until the season's over. Let's just say that. Um, but okay, it, well, hang on, hang on. Out of the three so far, which is the one you've enjoyed the most? Um. Putting you on the spot here, it's great. <laughs> Look, I probably have to say the pilot. Ooh, interesting. Uh, probably because it just had a, a certain amount of cinematography and editing. Like, they kind of put a lot of effort into making that episode. But we've talked about that, so I'm not going on to great depth. Um, but. just went off the Someone called you. What the heck? <laughs> Sorry, guys. Hang on. I'm gonna. I'm gonna quickly turn this off. <laughs> I'm uh, gonna do the same to my phone, just in case. I actually. There we go. It's rather fitting, though. Let's be honest. That was pretty rather fitting. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> what ringtone is that from? It's not any normal Doctor Who. So. That's the before the flood um, uh, rendition. Of Doctor okay. Okay. Yeah, that's the best theme. It's the best theme of like the last couple of years. Uh, yeah, it's, just, it's so kick-ass. You just you just want to bust out the electric guitar, you know, and just <laughs> start rocking with Capaldi. <laughs> just rocking with Capaldi. Just uh, get your that, that's, that your should be a show, dish. honestly. Rocking with Capaldi. Uh, I think. I think he might be a bit embarrassed to be on that more than anyone else would. I don't know. I, don't know. I think he, I think he really really enjoys the whole rocker rocker uh, feel of the Doctor. But yeah, yes. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I know. That's a bit distracting. Sorry. What was interruption <laughs> into my very deep assessment of you know <laughs> what I think of the nice. I'm coming into conclusion, so nice. it was better than I expected it to be. Hey, yes. we got there! Yay! <laughs> Sorry. 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 I just, Sorry. I remember the, the one thing, strong the with, one with thing Connor one. said from the next time trailer is, oh god. Uh, yeah, oh, I'm, no. I'm glad. And I'm again. so happy, I'm so happy that it surpassed your average expectations to that a point. Thing's... Here we go, here we go. <laughs> that being said, <laughs> wait for the 16 negatives he's got for this episode. <laughs> the three worst words Connor can say. That being said. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, I, I reckon this series hasn't sunk to an incredible low just yet. Um, there's still the possibility we could have in the Forest of the Night again. But um, I think, and I'd like to say this is true... They've learnt their lesson from season eight. 
and the writers from Sherlock have learned from the backlash of what's happened in earlier seasons. So, yeah, let's. I'm hoping that the rest of the series can remain on par with these ones because then it's at least, you know, an acceptable to decent series. Oh my god! Well, I need to turn this phone off. I swear to god. Who? Why do people care about you to call you, Junior? The doctor. It's Unit. Unit is calling you. You must go now. <laughs> they need you in the UK. It's Martha I, Jones. I will take your her. place. Uh, don't worry. There I'll you go. run the show. Now, now that phone will not ring up. I promise you now. Just that is the last time this phone is going. Throw it in the trash or something. Good lord. I just turned it off. I literally uh, had to turn my phone off because I am not. <laughs> he's I'm not busy. Interrupting. Okay. Ugh. The timing, the timing, man, what the hell? Anyway, sorry. Apologies, continue. I'm not going to do that a third well, time. Well, I'll basically bring it back around to the point that it was better than I expected it to be from the next time trailer. But shall we get into deep analysis? Sure. Mm. <laughs> I like deep analysis. Mm. Well, hang on. Mm. <laughs> it's like let's go deep under the surface. Oh, ha ha! Oh, oh, it's so good. So funny. You're treading yeah. this, mate. <laughs> yeah, because that that joke hasn't been made either. Mm, exactly. It's just a bit um, too cold. Okay. Everyone gives me the cold shoulder. The, the ice puns, man. The ice puns. Oh god. Need to cool off with the ice puns. <laughs> hey, Robin. Chill. <laughs> She's loud. Jesus Christ, we, we, oh man! Before I, we get a we lawsuit, we're going to Batman and Robin. Before we get a lawsuit going, <laughs> let's um, let's get away from Schumacher's horrible, horrible films. Mm. Although, let's be honest, Batman and Robin's actually a funny, so bad as good movie though. Like, if you take it as a comedy, it is so good. Oh, here we go. <laughs> no. <laughs> Fucking, you Let's step take... up and say something, Ringo. Actually, take my side. <laughs> Why is... Ba- Actually, let's not... Sorry. Thin ice. We need to discuss this episode and not fucking chew, Mark. This is not the super special part Fear story, her okay? was the best episode of season two. <laughs> exactly. There's my whole idea. There, I did it. <laughs> I did it, Connor. Uh, I feel so happy about myself. Where's your special order? <laughs> I don't oh. think we've ever had a podcast that's been so off the rails as this one. Oh, good lord. We haven't even got to... F- Yet. Yeah, remember that, that episode? Thin Ice? That one that, you know, we should be talking about? We, we okay. Yeah, exactly. Ice. Well, okay. I'm going to talk about one of the best parts about the episode. Pete. Oh, Pete. God bless. Pete oh. is the best, best part about this episode. I think Pete, for me, is one of the most... Uh, well-written char- uh, companions in the show. Characters yeah. as a whole, I think. I think, you know, he makes the Doctor and the companions look almost, you know, lazy and cheap in writing. And I think, <laughs> you know, he's just a... He I know, just... he does so much for the Doctor. <laughs> and, it, like, what does Bill even do in this episode? I mean, Bill, he, he Bill, steals the show. Bill screams, cries, and, and you know, does her mumbo-jumbo. But, I mean, <laughs> yes, yes, the Doctor punches someone, but Pete sacrifices his life. For the yeah. good of this episode, and I think he, he... stepped on the butterfly oh, to ensure God. the survival of the human race. I mean, Pete. If it was for Pete, then I don't think Bill would, Bill and Doctor would be the people they are. 
today. Exactly. Yeah. They they shape he shaped their lives for the Fa- better. Facts. What do you think about bait? <laughs> baiting a dead horse? Okay. I hope not literally, though. I hope it's metaphorically. No, no, it's one. always literally. Fine then, beating a dead Pete. Wow. Woo! Like Pete Tyler wouldn't be happy about that. <laughs> well, he's not. You know that'd be actually quite funny. Like that going full circle. It's <laughs> like Pete Tyler was the one that stepped in the butterfly. Don't. Oh, good lord. Don't do that. I'm not ready for that kind of discussion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just had to bring that up just to just to crush a few more souls while I was at it. Um, I, I, it, it worked. I got rich. I don't care about that. <laughs> How rich? Very. I don't care about that. How very? I know. <laughs> Jackie is so funny in yeah, but that's series two. I think we're getting a bit off topic. I here. am so confused as to where our heads are in this episode, guys. Come on, we're better than this. <laughs> exactly. Well, where speaking of is. speaking of violence, hang on. Speaking of violence, we're we going to talk about the punch. A tangent. We, we must. We have to talk about the punch here. Yeah. <laughs> what a good punch that was! I like think, I think they could have taken that. Like, if if it wasn't for the. The, you know, the upbeat music and the humorous dialogue. I feel like that could have been taken to such an emotional punch. But, look, <laughs> I'm not, look, like, like, seriously. Did you feel proud of that joke? Did you feel proud of that? No, I'm not. But hear me out. I think, given the circumstances to what that jerk said, I think mm. if if they, now, I'm, I'm not complaining this the way, the way I filmed it, but if they filmed that differently, I think they could have got a tear out of my eye. Because he is a villain, I'm telling you now, I think he's the best villain of the show and he's a freaking human. Can I put that out there? Anyway. Hang on. Are we talking about the Capaldi or the one that got punched? Wait, no, the, vil- the Capaldi's a... Yeah, I mean, if you want to go that path. No, I'm talking about the guy who got punched. The guy who set okay. all this up. No, no. He's Capaldi's... so pantomime and I love that in he's, this episode. He is. I mean, I don't, I don't know if I should be What are you the... doing here? Get up, you girl. <laughs> <laughs> But that that punch is 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 very, you know, it makes me look at the doctor differently. If you know what I mean, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Well, uh, they they make a they make a good reference. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> this is good, right? I like how that he 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 tries to be the pacifist, but we know yeah. he's beaten up a couple people in he his has, time. You know? Yeah, he's and then he um he he's beaten up some. I mean, the Doctor, yeah, you know, to an outsider, like, he's, you know, super peaceful and stuff, but if you've seen that people, he is just absolutely destroyed. <laughs> excluding, excluding Gallifrey, you know, I think you've got some some good amount there, but but no, I think that was a great punch. Mm. I think we've, we've dealt... Mr. Fax, would you like to be punched by Capaldi? Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh... When awkward that silence, silence well, added so when much awkward that. silence actually serves serves the good um the good thing. Look, uh, here you go. Here you go. It's, Here's this. Okay, it's too far tied up in the scene and that sandwich. I want to save for later discussion. The doctor Ooh. punching someone just as a concept. I don't think it's too far removed from his character post time war. Um. 
beforehand, he certainly had the was it Venusi and Aikido thing going on with John Pertwee and everything. Thank <laughs> you! But this kind of punch was something that it, it felt like he only reserved for pure emotion. Contrasting with the dialogue, yeah, it was funny and everything. Um, I agree. Had they uh, had they made the punch, or had they changed the way the punch was shot, they could have actually, you know, made this a sort of like a standpoint. You know, the doctor, the man who never carries a weapon or anything, but will punch someone. Is like is afraid to go that very isn't afraid to go down that blunt and brutal path. Um, yeah, that'd be very frightening to see and would probably bring a tear to my eye as well. But, um, yeah, I, 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 I don't think... I, I don't think it could have been... It was used as well as it could have been, but um, we will discuss that later. Well, the thing is, right, I saw a fair bit amount... Like, a fair amount of comments that were like, oh, the, the doctor punched someone! That's not a good message to kids! And I'm thinking to myself, Punch a racist. five episodes prior, he was punching a wall for two and a half billion years, and you're shocked to see. I don't, I don't understand. Yes, it's yes, one was a wall and one was a person, but to say that the doctor has never used violence in his life, it just, I don't know. I feel like it's stupidity, stupidity. Just, I don't understand it. I just. I was so baffled when they when they complained about the punch. I'm like, objectively, there is nothing wrong with it. Especially I mean, if you know you're indirectly advocating children to punch racists, then you know, is there anything really wrong with that? Except for the whole punching part, I think. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't like if if I knew someone was a racist, I wouldn't punch him in the face straight away. I'd no, no, obviously. <laughs> but what he said to to Bill, I just wanted to, you know, do worse than punch him. But yeah, I'm glad the doctor had that restraint. <laughs> he punched him, no, he had no restraint. Temporarily. Yeah, that, that like, three-second restraint. Anyway. Um, I was trying to think. Um, I love this, I love the set. That was I one like, thing that I... I really like, yeah, I agree. Especially that bridge, I'm like, oh my god, that's a real, like, like <laughs> full-on bridge that people walk over and all that. Like, they showed the behind-the-scenes <laughs> for Yeah, like, yeah. Look, who has, has the ability to, like, make this? Like that That's a bridge? <laughs> like, compare that to 2005, right? Oh, They'd yeah. They'd be jealous of that bridge. I remember <laughs> on the interview with, um... Oh, my God, I forgot her name. Was it Sarah? Dollard. Sarah Dollard, and how she was, like, with Face the Raven, you know... Not Face the Raven... Which which one? Yeah, oh my Face, God, the Raven. Face the Raven. Yes, you did Face the Raven. Score. Um, she was talking about how because that episode was later on in the season, the budget had gone down. But for her to have the the uh, third episode and have her own bridge, she was she was so excited about it. And I was just like, "Oh yay, you got your bridge!" But um, yeah, <laughs> that, that uh, that's what you reminded me of just then, Nick. A really excited Sarah. Well. And, okay, so this is the other really good thing. Well, it's not a good thing, but it's one that I, I really did find enjoyable. The entire premise of the episode surrounds shit. Therefore, we have our third consecutive episode where there's at least a poo joke in there. So, 
It's continuity. Well done. You actually delivered on it, Sarah. Mwah. Bless you. Now, now I've got like nine episodes <laughs> to continue that. Keep oh. Wait, Haunted if, House. How are you going to do that? How are that, you going to do oh, a poo joke with a haunted house? Well, look, look. I want to is know. the toilet think... haunted? Is it? Ooh, oh, maybe. Will the toilet eat them? Is that like a thing? Oh. <laughs> when did this turn like Captain Underpants? Well, look. Yeah, that's the thing. Plot twist. The vault has like Captain Underpants or some like poo related person behind there. Your it's all been leading up to this. Gronk is bad fur, though. <laughs> the great mighty poo oh my god that is such that a good was, character oh brilliant oh <laughs> i was like nah i'm not gonna be dick i was like i was gonna suggest i was like oh maybe the emojis from the emoji movie were in the vault i don't know who you are anymore <laughs> that is coming out in about two months just are you excited get for excited that? for that one yeah slowly suffocates i mean if you want a poo joke that's that's the movie you gotta look for because they're going to oh, make them. Even the teaser trailer had a poo joke. Yes, I know. If the teaser trailer has a poo joke, then the movie will be full of them. Anyway. They can't help themselves. Let's be honest. Can we discuss um, just one quick thing? I think you get. I think I was going into this part, but yeah, go on for it. Uh, no, this is just a quote. History is whitewash. Do you yes. guys remember that quote? I actually was <laughs> going to get to that. Yeah. So, I'm... <laughs> the thing is, right, I made a, made a comment last episode that I don't necessarily like when uh, Doctor Who is mixed with religion. Do you guys remember that when I was talking about uh-huh, the same uh-huh. bit? Um, honestly, the weird thing is I didn't mind this one because it was definitely played off more as a joke in comparison to Smile, mm-hmm. that attempt mm-hmm. of a joke. This was definitely more of a, a joke. It was cheeky. But... That's what it was. Yeah, Exactly. But I kind of think there's actually pro- I think there's a lot of truth to that though. History is a whitewash, because the the quote that I'm most familiar with is that history is always written by the winners, hmm. and probably for the longest time that was white people. So it really wouldn't surprise me if history was a whitewash. So hmm. I don't know. I personally had no gripes with it. I found no, it quite funny. No. Yeah, me neither. I was just curious what you guys were thinking of it. Just the facts? Yeah. Did you have any... Uh, I would say it's quote? definitely much better um, in comparison to Smiles. Um, on its own, it is a pretty witty piece of dialogue, and like I said, and like it was discussed before, um, it's very cheeky. I like that... The way, well, what, what they've done is by, say, is the, by having the Doctor say, history's a whitewash... Um, you're therefore uh, saying that uh, this is the BBC's ideal. That's what they're representing. They're saying, yeah, we believe that you know white people have been wrong, blah, blah, blah. The whole sort of shebang. What you're also doing is teaching kids that sort of mentality. Um, and you're... But is that a wrong mentality, though? That's, this is the point that I'm getting to, is that... It's not necessarily wrong, and it's not necessarily bad, because I'm quite for these kinds of things. I I don't know if um, if that would do so well by the popular opinion, like the public, a lot of the time. You get a few people who <laughs> are like... Since when does Doctor Who care about the popular know. opinion? I don't know. 
we can't have the doctor do this. The doctor's an old white man. He needs to have old white man responsibilities. He can't be black. He can't be a woman. Yeah. And it's oh. the updating of this. Is I'm just saying. The, best uh, part. the woman argument just... But yeah, it was a good piece of dialogue and I'm very happy that I managed it. One thing I did notice that this app was actually quite good at is it basically did bring racism to the forefront. Mm. Like, in the beginning part, you had um, Bill kind of be casually racist, but not really. It was kind of dismissed because she was like, oh, slavery is still a thing. And it was. Mm. But then when she was, she was surprised that there were actually regular black people around with the white, she's like, oh, well, I didn't know that. So she was kind of being indirectly racist, but then it was kind of like brought to the forefront by the main antagonist in this episode. Mm-hmm. We've already discussed. And <laughs> as I said, I love his parents in my uh, performance. Nicholas Burns. Oh my god. It's so funny. It's just... <laughs> you can't take the guy seriously. I At no point did you did I take that guy seriously. Especially when the Doctor, and I don't know if you guys are going to bring this up, the Doctor made the good uh, human oh. life speech. Did you just cut out? I think... Me. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Am I hitting anyone hearing that? Yeah, I can hear you. I can hear. You. What's going on? Okay. Yeah. Do we have a hiccup? Anything just cut out for me. Is the is the world ending? What is happening? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but uh, as I was saying, um, uh, I was talking about the villain and that. Um, I don't know if you guys were going to talk about the the Capaldi human life speech. Hmm. That was but, um, up, yep. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't come off. He's like, oh, that the vocabulary, the rhythm, you know, it would it would move someone with an ounce of compassion. So it really isn't your lucky day, is it? I'm like, yes, yes, well done. <laughs> it's nice to, just to see the the idea of a Capaldi monologue, even though it was quite moving, have no effect on a person whatsoever. And it's funny because. Capaldi, (laughs) sorry, I'm going back to the punch for a second. Capaldi could determine his age, his blood. What? (laughs) I don't understand how that, um, ooh, what's up? Hello, hello, hello. Hello, 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 hello there. Yeah, it's weird. My my, my voice does keep cutting out. Yeah, we. Reason. You just blacked out for a solid like, long time. Thirty seconds. Uh, yep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, All right. uh, I'll try. I'll try and repeat what I was saying. I said, uh, going back to the Capaldi punch. Capaldi could determine put his age. Oh, his, his blood and... It's like it doesn't want him to finish. It's like, no. No. <laughs> this goes like, no, no. You don't get to speak. No. Bad guy. Bad. Maybe it... Well, rec- well, then I will stop talking. I will stop talking and you guys can finish my point. Okay, so... Well, just post them through the chat and I can talk about them because, 
rarely you downgraded talk. from an audio podcast to just typing. You just got to hear <laughs> keyboards for the next 30 minutes, guys. Um. <laughs> and that um. is why Boom Town is the best. Uh, that is why Boom Town is the worst. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, um, sorry, I'm just getting flashbacks to when I when I did a jab at Boomtown for the. <laughs> yep. When did you jab at Boomtown? To be honest, that seems like the only fucking. Did you thing not I see it? Did you not see the post? I I saw the post. Just saying. I think well, then just... you should know. Then you should know. We're getting off. We're getting so off topic. Okay, I'm going to my one negative because you have a negative. <laughs> we're all over Holy the place crap. today. Um, <laughs> uh, to clarify, uh, Ringo typed in "fear her" as the best, just to just to really uh, piss off. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we're all losing focus. But the one negative that you had yeah. for thin ice, Nick. Was it? Um, yeah, basically, it's it's not an original story. It, it does borrow quite a lot of elements from the Beast Below. Mm. I feel like, yeah, do you guys really disagree that with that? My, yeah, the the whole thing with how the you know the human race are you know torturing it in a sense, and how it's all chained up and stuff, and how it's set free at the end and all that is so but, goddamn reminiscent. But it's weird because it, it's like for me, it's a a mix of the Shakespeare code. With the whole butterfly effect, uh, Beast Below, and Kill the Moon. Hmm. But this episode managed to do better than all three of those. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah. I think why why I enjoyed it so much is because it was such a good episode, and that that one negative didn't bring it down so much. But if only this was the first of its kind, then it could have just been so much better. But unfortunately, it yeah. was the Beast Below on thin ice. The beast below on ice, like, like you know, like it's Disney a musical now. Yeah. <laughs> beast below on ice. Yes, I would, I, I'd say watch that. But Wait, that's the thing. As I said, the... I feel like this episode um, did the beast below story much better than the actual story, um, and it definitely got the whole uh, the doctor uh, serving for the human race thing, which really wasn't done well in Kill the Moon. Let's be honest, guys. That wasn't mm. really mm. well done well. Whereas in this episode, <laughs> the Doctor stays and he doesn't just d- doesn't do anything until Bill um, chooses to do so. And I feel like the reason behind it was just to get Bill to understand what the Doctor faces. Because she end up ha- ends up having to do the same thing where she realises she can't save everyone at the end, even though he, the Doctor ends up doing that anyway. But uh, he choose- uh, Bill chooses to leave like the drunken people on the ice to get killed um, and get the kids off. Um, which I think is... How do I explain it? I'm just trying to... I'm trying to word this... Do you, do you guys get what I'm saying, though? I sort of do, yeah. I, I I think the Doctor was, by making 
her in that scenario. He was getting her to see what it's like to be him. Sort of like making those important choices and yeah. laying, it, laying it on the the one-hearted mm. human, you know? It's kind of like a a minor representation of what the Doctor does basically every day. Yeah. It's a small-scale thing, so it's only like, I don't know, 100 people at most, mm-hmm. but the repercussions are still the same, whereas the Doctor has a dilemma of saving, like, millions of people. Sorry, um, saving millions but the expense of, like, hundreds of thousands. Yeah. Okay, the time war. But, um... Yeah, so that was probably the... the that's the thing. I was like, it's a, it's a negative, but it doesn't really detract from the episode for me because I think it was presented a lot better than all three of the episodes that uh-huh. I mentioned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll have to bring up one point in case this possible episode's being wrapped up soon. This is the first episode that Bill sees somebody die and she yeah. made that clear in one of the most... Obviously, we know Pearl Mackey can act, but, oh, I... She acted in this episode, yeah. I had goosebumps from that scene when she just, you know, have you killed anyone before? And and I think the Doctor's, you know, answer back, you know, was, was you know, good. I mean, I, you know, how he says, you know, if you were, you know, if you were to sit there and, like, weep, you know, like, if you were to sit there to try and move on, more people would die, so you have to, like, just, you know, get through it. And I thought that was such, such, such a great scene. And yeah. she can act. Holy shit, she is good. Like, you, yeah. have, well, you have her sassy yeah, like, ass side, and then when she needs to be emotional. Whew. Anyway, what are you guys' thoughts on that? On... It's, it's weird, because as I pointed out last week, this is still Pearl's first major TV role. Mm. So the fact that she could deliver performances like she did in Thin Ice, in Smile, in the pilot, she will become one of the best female actresses of, in the next 10 years or so. Without doubt. Yeah. If if Jenna Coleman can, like, go into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Karen Gillan did the same thing, but yeah, once she does end up finishing Doctor Who, she will go places. There is no Better places in the Marvel that. Cinematic Universe, that's for sure. <laughs> she'll go to the DC one she'll go oh how dare you I, I said better not worse uh, Mr. Touché. Fax Touché. what did you think of the Bill's emotional scene in the episode um as as a bit of a as an actor myself and as someone who often criticises people usually to try and help them out it's usually constructive criticism I feel like a lot of her acting is um, is pitched at just beyond the point of believability. Like it's you know it's literally a brick away. Haha, <laughs> funny. Um, thank you. Wow. <laughs> For those who don't get that joke, <laughs> the joke that the Doctor, the Sixth Doctor, and how he became the Seventh was that he tripped on a brick. Um, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, classic I feel like her her being sassy I love like I just love the way she brings the wit and the way she sort of 
spontaneously thinks of the question that sort of nobody thinks of. Like, I'm bringing it back to an earlier one, but in, you know, the pilot when she's going, it's just like, wow, it's like a kitchen. It's all, it's all metal. Except what happened with the doors? Did you run out of money or something? And it's just like those points of how she's connecting are absolutely beautiful. Her emotional scenes don't feel as entwined to her character. It feels very at face level and I don't dismiss the scenes as a whole, but I do feel like they're not given the treatment they deserve either by the director, by the writer, or by the actor, or a combination of two or more. Um, that being said, they are a little bit emotionally tugging, um, but there are ways, I think, if they could explore it I don't know, in more depth, like if they're given more time before they're on set, or if they're given the ability to move around in between the character, so I mean, like, emotionally they can change the pitch of each thing a bit more, it may result in something that I would much rather prefer to see. Uh, but she's still, as a whole, a very interesting character, and I actually hope that she continues on past Series 10. Mm-hmm. So, I think. Well, so that, that's the um, interesting thing. Sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I just want to say one quick thing. I think, um, you know, with with these conversations, you know, having an actor as a you know person who gets to discuss these things with us, I think it's it's interesting to get that viewpoint because you know, obviously, Nick and I are not actors. We don't know what it's like to be on the other side of that. You know, you know, we could take the writing, the directing, and the acting, but it's interesting to hear Mr. Fax's um. I'm going to call you Mr. Fax now, by the way. Mr. Fax's uh, points, because I I actually see what you mean now that you've, you know, brought it up. And I think, as far as your nitpicking goes, that was the least nitpicky one. So, thank you for that insight. Right, <laughs> I would the least nitpicky you ever <laughs> I'm trying to make you, make you look bad or anything. I just want to say that having that insight is really good, so... Anyway, Mr. Name, what were you going to say? Yeah, sorry, um... <laughs> Mr. Name. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I'm intrigued to see like if she does end up being in season in series eleven of um of of the show because I really do think it'll be interesting to see how Bill would take the idea of regeneration because she's yeah. asking all these questions and but yet the biggest one the fact that he can change his face and she, hasn't yeah. been addressed so far and when, she doesn't know oh, about it that's gonna be interesting thing oh yeah so I reckon like it could really really work uh huh the, the fact that she has no foreknowledge of the doctor and that she's gonna if she does stay until the end of the series she's gonna see the doctor regenerate and I mm. cannot wait I cannot wait to see the reaction that that um Bill ha- like Bill has when it happens I mean I don't want Capaldi to go like, I don't think anyone here does, but no, when it does, I'm really excited to see the um, the emotion that's going to happen towards the two characters. The one, it's going to feel a lot like Rose when the ninth trans- transition to the tenth, but obviously without the romantic subtext, mm. which is good. 
<laughs> which is good in my book so yes very good I want to uh, because we mentioned this last year um, Nick with uh, I think we had a guest on I'm not 100% sure but with si- series 11 and Chibnall do we think now I, I just want to reiterate this question just one more time to hear Mr. Facts aside do we think it'd be better for him to get you know a series 10 companion to sort of like you know tie that over or do we think he should get a fresh start on both Doctor and Companion, because this is something this is something that that we mentioned a bit last year. And I'm yep. curious with now na- now we know who that companion is. Do we think that it'd be a good idea fit for her to carry over for, for writing's sake, or do we think that it should be a clean slate? From a fan, like, uh, from a fan's perspective, yep. I want her to stay on. From a writer's perspective, and given Chibnall's um, other work with different collaborative teams a la Broadchurch and well, if you've seen Broadchurch you may know what I'm talking about mm. um, it would be much better for him if he could start off with all new companion and all new character all new doctor and sort of craft the story into his own because I'll talk about this in, uh, when we're talking about season 5 and everything but I liked season five for the way it changed things up quite a bit. Um, and I think that was much more, uh, it would have been much less impressive had Moffat had to include a previous character continuous, like continuing on. It would have been more difficult for him to make that change. But I don't know. Uh, Chibnall could work with it. But yeah, I'd probably say he we wouldn't be seeing much of Bill. Well, I have one major problem with the idea of Chibnall writing for Bill in Series 11, and that's the fact that he hasn't actually written for her in Series 10. Mm. So there's no, like, groundwork to uh, add on to the character in regards to writing. Whereas, like, Moffat, he had, like, in, in regards to Rose, he had... Um, series one and then series two to make sure he got the character of Rose down pat. Whereas I feel like it'd be very, um, uh, not, I'm trying to think of the word. It's, it'd be very, um, naive to think that we could see Bill done by, um, Moffat and then Bill, um, done by Chibnall and expect it to be the same character. It just can't be. Mm. You could imitate it, but there's no way you're going to have the same feel of the character if you had no previous experience doing so. It's like if I was to watch Harry Potter and think I could write a Harry Potter story and get it down pat. It's not going to happen because I had no experience of writing Harry Potter to begin with. So... Yeah. Logically, and as disappointing as this seems to be, I don't think she will uh, surpass Series 10, um, which is a shame because it's going to be a very self, self-enclosed um, series. Mm. Not right. the first of its kind, though. No, no, of course not. But I think probably the first in the new series it is. Mm. I don't think we've had a Doctor and Companion um, 
leave at the same time. That which will be interesting. Yeah. Um, hmm. Do you have any other final thoughts before we take a break? Um, I'm preemptively cracking my fingers, so say what you need, Gringo. Doctor Disco. Oh my god, how do we forget Doctor Disco? Doctor yes. Disco. <laughs> great Zygon, great Zygon reference. Yay. There, well done. Um. <laughs> Oh god, I totally forgot it. How did I forget that you reference? I'm the good with the reference. Also, well, as I said, I've only seen this yes, twice. Yes, you have. So. I do have some notes to look over just in case we've got stuff. The yep. ending of this episode has Nardole making his well-deserved appearance after we haven't seen much of him, uh, chatting with the thing that knocks behind the vault. Should we mention Ooh. talk about this briefly? Because now I well, could be completely okay. wrong, but what I heard. And saw was three knocks, right? But uh-huh. now I'm probably really wrong. Yeah, just before the next time trailer came, so just before like the end, I, I it was so it was three the whole time, and then at the end it was four, and I just like just tingled a bit, and I'm like, what? Why is there four at the end and three before? I'm so confused. Unless I've been hearing out of sync, that's what I heard. And what do we think of this this little scene here? Well, my theory's out the window. Because I thought it was the Gallifrey Falls painting, but a painting can't knock. <laughs> unless they cause the painting good. Yeah, exactly. Unless they broke out of the painting, which yeah, is it's not it's not impossible, but it's not. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It, I don't the, think... the master feels too convenient. It's, it does. It, it shouldn't be the master. I don't think it will be. I mean, we we like why would they give away the Johnson master? in the trailer if he's going to be the one in the vault. And the knocking, they're just trying to emphasise it. I don't think it's him. Uh, him or her. I think that's just way too obvious. It, it's, it feels like a huge, giant red herring. And yeah, it does. And if it wasn't obvious enough, the knocking, and then the name episode 4, called Knock Knock, it's like they're, they're, they're like throwing it at us like, hey, it's totally the master. When in actuality, it is, as you said, a do huge you, red hey, Do you know how funny it would be if the master was responsible for the haunted house? That would be <laughs> funny. I swear to God, I would not see that coming. Well, even though I predict it now, but I really wouldn't see that coming if that actually happened. But um, the thing is, right, in regards to the four knocks, the four knocks is just a reference to the heartbeat of a time lord. So it doesn't necessarily have to be the master. Yes, the master is the one that did the tapping. But if we're going off that logic, that could still be the Rani. It could be the Valiard. It could be Razalon. It could be the next Doctor, for all we know. So, yeah. yeah you guys didn't think that out there, did you? Uh, That's actually freaky. The only reason... Oh, my God. The only reason the drum beat was used was because... Um, I'm not getting like on my high horse. I'm saying this is this is canon, and you have to respect it. Okay, no, it's like a, <laughs> okay. from my understanding, uh, the master was slowly driven mad, and he always had that he had his heartbeat louder than everyone. Like if you take a moment when you sit down in complete silence and you really focus, you can hear your heartbeat. But I think it's with him. Yep. 
he was always hearing it at like a loud volume and he was always sort of going well that begs the question why doesn't missy make a fuss about it then it's the same person i would make the point that um with the end of time uh the master's madness and his link and thus linked to gallifrey was physically like was used to um bring gallifrey back into the main universe the doctor oh, i really technic- don't have to use the white point star again i don't think they'll because use the like, white point star but um i think I hope not. by so, break- so stupid i think by breaking the connection and the master also burning up what body what little left he has of his body um i think that may have sort of dulled his madness as much and maybe missy's kind of like over it she sort of just goes oh it's there you know it's still there but i don't have to worry about it because i know it's it's a part of me so yeah Hmm. that's possible it really is but um have you guys since come up with a a possible explanation for what's involved, or are you still going to obviously hold out? I'm just so excited that you know we've seen so much stuff in the trailers of missing the master. Yet all we, th- these three episodes have been very you know calm, and I'm just like so excited to see how it escalates because I know it will. But as far as theories go about the vault, I just can't think of a unless unless has been mentioned anything that's actually possible. So. No, I haven't personally. Just the facts. It's actually one of those like waving cat hand things. It just keeps knocking on the door. That's what's making the sound. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. The blind baker returned. <laughs> oh, what an episode! <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. I may as well ask. What did you guys think of the next time trailer for Knock Knock? Before we take a break, I really hope it's good. I really, really do. Not only is the legendary power in it, but the house is eating people, guys. The house. Or is it? Is, is it the house, or people. is it something else? I don't know. That quote just gave me that fear. That's going to be just a silly episode, and not the good kind of silly. But I hope it is good because there's a lot of room for some tense ass moments in that episode. But <laughs> well, I I love the um the 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 bit that uh, Huvians gets before everyone else the little sneak peek mm-hmm. do you guys know what i'm referring to yeah mm. this is the the like knocking on the door and then they knock back and then knock back again and then it's knocking in a different area it's just <laughs> i don't know why but i could just imagine like scary movie parroting that just for shits and giggles i don't know that was just it's funny and i'm intrigued to see how they um because apparently this episode is going to be uh, binaural, meaning that um, it's basically surround sound for your ear- for your headphones. Ooh. Adding to the experience, yeah. So, um, I'm intrigued to see how that um, factors into the experience. I don't think it'll change my thoughts on the episode, whether or not it'll be good or bad, but I like how they're actually incorporating, I don't know, something new to to add to to the show. Um, and I'm all for that. Mm. More binauralness. <laughs> um, I, I don't have much else thoughts. What do you guys think? 
Um, Coming off of Connor? the end of Thin Ice, because I just need to take a moment and shit on that episode for the fucking villain. Oh, without droning on, exactly yeah. in your words, he's a pantomime. But Doctor Who has done some really fantastic complex characters, like a certain episode that we will talk about featuring a certain Lazarus experiment. But... <laughs> oh I, boy, oh sorry, boy. It's, sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself there. But yeah. Um, <laughs> but he, this, he was so sort of like, this is the villain and everything, and it's like, ah, why couldn't you make it? Why couldn't you, like, refine it? Why couldn't you just... It really felt like they had built a really sort of strong story and then they were just like, um, this is going to run over 45 minutes, so we need to, like, cut some things back and we need to figure out what happens. And it's like, oh, there's actually a human controlling it and he's just a total asshole. It, it'd be fine if I was a fucking six-year-old watching a children's show. This is Doctor Who. This is catering to all audiences and... I'm pretty sure we should actually consider people over the age of, you know, 16. So, yeah. Um, going from that, with a little bit of sort of the vault happening in between, and then on to the next time trailer. I don't know. These uh, Every view I get for the next episode is always sort of like, eh, like it, it could be good. It's the the previous ones have sort of lowered my expectations, so the things sort of the episodes soared through and just been like, yeah, it's cool. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think this one may very well be just a standard episode. I'm hoping that the guy who plays Poro gets decent screen time and really yep. runs yes, with it. Yes, I agree on that as well. Uh -huh. So yeah. Fingers crossed, not gonna get too bothered if it's crap. Well, it's interesting that you say that because, like, your thoughts about how the trailers don't really intrigue you. Because that was what happened to me with the plot synopsis that I that were given when I was doing my anticipated list. Mm -hmm. Like for me, Smile was my least anticipated episode, and that was okay. Like I re I, I found it enjoyable. Um, Thin Ice was one of my least anticipated episodes, even though she wrote Face Raven, and I really enjoyed that. Um, uh, Oxygen is pretty far down my list, so I'm intrigued to see how that'll play out, and so is Knock Knock. Um, so, I don't know. It's it's kind of fascinating, the fact that the trailers are doing to you what the plot synopsis did for me, and that's underwhelm you, but then surprise you when the episode actually comes along. Mm -hmm. Is that a good thing that they're doing that, or would you uh, rather stop doing that to you? <laughs> I, I like to be able to get a sense of where the episode's going, and if you put me off too many times, I think it like I'm. I don't think I'm going to stop watching Doctor Who, but it may make me continue to give disfavorable reviews if I'm going into it expecting it to be crap. It can be a wonderful, a wonderful surprise. Um, but sometimes that's 
you know, it's not enough to sort of skew that initial setup that's been made. In any case, as was mentioned before, this episode with like Thin Ice is very much like the beast below. So it was like, oh, that was good. Not great, because I've seen this, and I thought I thought personally that the beast below did it better, but that was due to the other storylines that were running throughout the episode. Um, yeah. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's like. If you're going to repeat the same shit as previous seasons, give me a shit trailer, and then have an okay episode, <laughs> yeah, it's going to yep. be heavily mixed. Yeah, I, I completely understand that. Yep. Too. Yeah. Um, any final thoughts before we take a quick break, then? Uh, Anything no. you missed? No? Yeah, Mr. Vax? Um, bring it on. Let's, let's get on to Very season good. three bring on season three alright so we will take a quick break and then we'll be back with the best of series three excited guys Welcome back to Bigger on the Inside, and we are doing the best of Series 3. So, Ringo, what's the order today? The order for today... Is it the square, Ringo? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I couldn't resist. So the order today begins with yours truly, Ringo. Yep. Then Mr. Fax, and then last but probably least, nickname. Ooh, so I get the deciding vote, possibly. You get the you you, po- you may get the deciding vote if that's the way it goes. Yeah. But um, the episode that I shall be nominating first is Human Nature. Um, Interesting. Human okay. Nature. Human Nature. Yes, Human Nature is uh, part one of a uh, two-parter that I love so 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 much I won't dwell on, on to how much I love this because you know I just think Human Nature is a is a fantastic episode I love the premise of it I love the setting of it the the monsters are you know decent but I think what I enjoy more is just the world and the fact that the, the Doctor doesn't know he's a Doctor that is cool and this is an episode that I don't really hate Martha in I'm not a fan of Martha and this, this yeah episode, why is I that didn't why like is that you said that last so, week and I don't understand okay. I don't like Martha because by then in series two, I was sick of Rose for the reason why Martha, because of the whole lovey-dovey stuff. And I, Martha was like this, you know, this badass person. I was so excited for her. But then with her whole Doctor Love thing, I'm like, no, I don't think that should ruin her. I don't hate her as much as I say I do. But that whole lovey-dovey thing with Martha just, I think, ruins such a good character. But in this episode, you know, I didn't really dislike her as much as I usually do. But I think that that whole she's she's a similar to Rose just ruined my perception of her. Anyway, um, that that's my stupid reason why I don't like Martha as much. But this episode has um, it's just I, I it's very different. Um, and I think it's it so works. It's it's a very good story, and I love everything about it. But I don't think it's the best of series three. Ooh, but it's one of my nominations. So. Yeah, I, I, I want to pop that little little thing there. But that is my first nomination for Series 3 of Best Of. 
I don't want to dwell too much on these ones, but let's continue on with Mr. Fax. <laughs> Mr. Fax, what is your first nomination for, for Series 3? Well, I can tell you so many things you could put up there. You know, you, there's definitely The Last of the Time Lords, The Family of Blood, Lazarus Experiment, and 42, and The Sound of Drums are all some of my favourites. But whatever you do, don't blink. So, so this episode is not only my favourite, but the favourite among some of my other friends as well. Not only for the premise of the Weeping Angels, not only for the way that you get a fantastic story with two completely new characters, and it's it's in the Hooniverse in a sense, but it's not all about the Doctor, and you get that sort of refreshing break from it. But n not only in addition to that, the amount of care in the editing and in the way the cinematography was done and the little bits that pop up, those moments where if a character crosses past an angel, it'll change, because you as the audience are also viewing the angel. Those bits, in combination with some of the best, just sort of succinct and tight writing that I've ever seen to date, that is why it's not only my first nomination, but my favourite of Series 3. Interesting. You're not holding back, oh, are you? God, no, good. <laughs> he, 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 Full steam ahead. Yeah, he oh. has no, no uh, build-up. He's like, this is my favourite. You get to put up with that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Even though he knows that we can technically screw him over at any point if we choose to do yeah, so. Yeah, but you're not gonna. Not with Blink. <laughs> oh, you don't know. Yeah, I'm um, sorry, but I'm pretty sure Ringo agrees with me, so... Do I? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Blink sucks. Blink's garbage. Jeez, no doctor. Hyperventilating oh, he is over there. <laughs> better be, it better be, it better be Blink. Better be Blink. Hey, come on. We can't talk um, about my insecurities. <laughs> Let's talk about yours, Nick. What's your topic? <laughs> well, my first nomination goes to Smith and Jones. Because Ooh. it's interesting because I really... Feel like it's actually one of the best intros to a series. They present the Doctor. It, it, it's it's weird because I kind of almost see it as a jumping point, probably better than Rose, because he incorporates the whole uh, time aspect a little bit better than in um, Rose. Uh, in regards to the fact that the doctor like goes back in his TARDIS, takes the tie up in front of um, Martha, and then Martha has to deal with the fact that the, the doctor um, hasn't already done that, but she knows he's done that, but isn't letting on the fact that he's yeah, it's it's time you wind it before before even blink, which is kind of funny. Also, the fact, also the fact that David Tennant has to say Jejun Platoon on the Moon is still <laughs> one of the best lines of the series because yep. it really tackles into his Scottish accent. And oh, when he goes Scottish, it's. You can't control yourself. It's so good. It's just so. It's like a Baldy. It's like there's something about the Scottish voice that you're just like. It's just really. Um, 
Scottish. Yeah, it's Scottish. That's how he's described. It's just Scottish, and you just you can't not love Scottish. I mean, even Michelle Gomez proves Scottish is just one of the best accents ever. So, <laughs> I don't. I, I'm not really good in regards to explaining why episodes deserve to be on the thing. Just, just the idea that if you watch the episode, you you kind of understand everything you need to know about the Doctor in 45 minutes. Probably better than um, Rose. Well, actually, no, definitely better than Rose. But I don't know. It's kind of borderline for me in regards to Smith and Jones and the 11th Hour in regards to presenting the Doctor and his world in such a short amount of time. So I've got to commend Russell for that. So my first nomination, Smith and Jones. All right, that's um, back to you, Ringo. Back to me. All right, let's have a sift through my hundreds and hundreds of picks here. Um, <laughs> Only has got, one more. <laughs> no, psh, no, no. I'm I'm going to go with um the, the sound of the drums, sound of drums for my Get it right. second. Get shut it up. Right. For my second pick, um, I think this is just a fantastic episode. I'm going to go on a little bit about why I love it so much um, I think I think this trio of Dr. Martha and Captain Jack as well as the Dr. Rose and Captain Jack if the Dr. and Captain Jack are together I'm happy anything anyway I love this trio um, John Sims the master is is in this episode Harold, Sa- ha- Harold Saxon's been elected pres- England's new Prime Minister oh my god no, President. I'm really out of it today shush um, um, look it's such a happy episode um and I just, I, it's such a refreshing episode and captivating and all the mumbo jumbo. But I really, really like this episode. Um, it had such, such badass moments in it with John Sim and David Tennant going head to head. And I think it's one of my favorite season, like, conclude, like in terms of endings, season three is one of my favorite ones. I think season three has been, in my eyes, a really solid, solid season. Um, way better than season 2 in terms of um, good episodes but I think this episode I know people see it as a air in some people but for me it's, it's one of the best ones so that is going to be my second nomination for series 3 Mr. Fax moving on to you well my next nomination uh, funnily enough is the prelude to your nomination, Ringo, mm. uh, by the name of Utopia. Utopia. So, this was... The ending for Series 3 was effectively a three-parter, but it only had an official two-parter. Um, the third last episode sees the Doctor, Martha, and surprisingly, Captain Jack, um, all make their way to the end of the universe. And... It's sort of in that sort of situation where you explore a little bit of how far humans can go, like how how sort of persistent they are, and sort of the increased level of survival. You know, it's not only about running, uh, not only about finding enough food or water or shelter or anything. It's about surviving like the last of time 
And in this episode, you have mm-hmm. a lot of dialogue. And my favorite, favorite bit to draw inspiration from is the bit where Captain Jack and the Doctor are trying to get the engine up for the, well, what's it called? A gravity pulse. The engine, the way it works, is basically this massive energy is thrusted down onto the ground, but because of Newton's law, it thrusts the rocket back up. However, the this engine is basically housed in this hostile and incredibly dangerous radiation chamber. And the Doctor and Jack are talking about the last time they met, which was all the way back in Series 1. For the Doctor, that was a few years ago. For Jack, that was almost 200, I think. And they're discussing Jack's immortality, and they're sort of going on about how the Doctor leaves people behind. And how you get so much of this sort of, like, he's so amazing and everything, but he's really, really quite horrible. And then the master happens, so that's why that my that's my next pick. Nick. Oh, sorry, I didn't know that you were finished. I was, I was making sure you you were you were done. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You too, everybody. Great choice. Great episode. Great episode. Um. <clears throat> well, yeah, my, well voice, my voice just cut out for a second. That was really, really odd. But um. All right. So. My next pick goes to the family of blood. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is the the second part to the two-parter. Uh, first start off by human nature, and I feel like it adds on to the 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 complexities of human nature. The idea of um, what if the Doctor was human, um, and the fact that he has to face the fact that he he can't live the human life even though as a human he wants to he wants to to live the human life of um, get married um, settle down have kids uh, but at the same time he has his responsibility of um, saving the world again um, and he's really torn between these two worlds and it's and it really culminates to this really uh, beautiful moment where um, uh, the Doctor literally breaks down because he's like, "I don't. Why can't I just be me?" And um, mm. and Joan has to basically make him the Doctor again, much to the heartbreak of herself. And my God, Jessica Hines is fantastic in this mm. two-parter, yeah, especially in the second part. And then, once the Doctor um, becomes uh, the Doctor again, and um, and they have the the confrontation, she was like, um, "Would all these people die if you just didn't accidentally happen to come across this place?" And he has no answer to it because the the simple answer there is no. Like, if if the Doctor wasn't there, these people would still be alive and. And, um, and and living so uh, it's it's really uh, fascinating to see this extra layer to the doctor that has only been hinted at a couple of times um, prior to this episode also uh, the fact that uh, the time the 
the Time Lord Fury when he um, puts um, each of the family of blood in these different locations. He wasn't angry, but he basically put them all in eternal hell. And that's 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 brilliant. The subtlety of his anger. I think the subtlety of his anger is more effective than when he when he is outraged. Um, it's very a very poetic thing, and that culminates to this ending where um, the the boy uh, has the the fob watch that the doctor uses to cloak himself, and it use he uses that to uh, save himself from the war, and it's and it really uh, yes, as I said, it culminates to this beautiful uh, remembrance day type ending where the Doctor watches on from a distance, and they've both got their poppies on. And maybe it's just me being patriotic, or the fact that Anzac Day was, like, what, two weeks ago? But it, it's just an episode that it, just, it really resonates with you. It's just... Uh, it's really hard to explain. It's just a beautiful episode. Just a beautiful second part to such a great first part. So, yeah, my pick... Is the family of blood. Alrighty. Well, apart from one of my favorite episodes in Series 3, which I cannot uh, put in the running for best of Series 3, I actually don't have any more. All of mine have been said that I think should be in contention with best of. So I'm going to pass off to Mr. Fax and see if he's got any more he can move. I've got four. one more. And again, it's in line with a lot of the other ones. You know, we haven't really deviated from many of the stories this time. But um, the last of the Time Lords was the final episode for Series Three, and boy, was it a final one! The Doctor and the Master struggling for control, but basically the Master has this supreme iron fist control. And the Doctor slowly becomes this backdrop. You know, it's in the Hooniverse again, but he's he can do absolutely nothing. And to see his sort of... the way he surrenders himself. He still sort of argues with the Master, but he's effectively fought and lost and will not try again. But throughout the episode... Martha is fighting, and I know Ringo said that he's not a fan of Martha and everything, but this was a part of her story. This is how she becomes the Martha in Series 4, the independent strong one. She's not trying to define herself outside of Rose. She's not trying to get the Doctor's attention. She's just being Martha for the sake of the human race, but more importantly, the sake of herself. And she goes through this journey across the world trying to find out uh, how to kill the Master and everything. But at the end, and like always with everything, he win they win with words. The human race wins with just two, well, one word actually, Doctor. And it was so... So astounding how the emotion swells up and everyone's thinking this. And it's that sort of thought that you don't hear a lot about, but 
the human race, and this is outside Doctor Who, if we're united in one thought, in one emotion, in one feeling, we could accomplish great things. And it's something that I'd like Doctor Who to sort of bring to the world. And that's why it gets, you know, another nomination. Yeah. I give Martha some crap, but by the end of her season, she was definitely, like, such a changed person. And, and as you said, it led her into being an individual in season four that well, is such a badass. Well, does she, does <laughs> yeah, she really? I know, I know. Yeah, I know where they, how they ended her, but, you know, she was alright. Yeah. Oh, Martha. Anyway. Yeah. Mr. Nickname, do you have a another? No, that's it. You guys have all said no, my things, so let's go to. All right, let's go to our actual best ofs. All right, best ofs. All right, Ringo, starting uh, with you. I will begin this one. So it has come to zero, zero, zero surprise. I hope I am voting for Blink. And I know this is the third consecutive Moffat episode I voted for. You were such a Moffat Moffat. I mean, what the hell, man? No, the thing is, pre-season five, I believe he's done the best episodes that we've Oh, got. yeah. Oh, yeah. But, but look, I think him doing him being the showrunner has obviously sort of lowered his episodes a bit. But he still has some good ones. But pre, pre-season five, we said this time we do one episode or double a season. And Blink... Just the way they visualize time travel, the way we have a Dr. Light episode that actually works, the way he introduced the most haunting and freakishly freaky villains that I love. Um, it's just amazing. And for those reasons, and more, Blink, easily, easily, close to Family of Blood, which is my second, but easily gets my vote. Mm-hmm. Yeah, can't um, that. Facts. Are you going to give Nick a choice? No, I'm just going to let Nick say his piece and, you know, get ready to get lowered into the grave. So Nick is... <laughs> I remember that you do yours in order, so you're, you're not going to give Nick a choice. No, Nick... Nick, do you want to... Nick, do you want to have your, your your vote now? And then facts can... Well, it won't matter either way, because my first pick is also Blink, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Unanimous, unanimous as predicted, everybody. It's not out of yeah. peer pressure. Yeah. I, just, I just, even though like the scare factor, it loses a bit of its charm in later episodes. It is still, without a doubt, one of the best episodes Doctor has ever ever produced. Family Bite is also my second, mm-hmm. by the way. So, mm, yeah, but um, yeah, just it's it's so hard not to go past Bleak. It just does everything right this, I cannot I I cannot fault a single part of that episode really I can't I mean I could try but it would really be minor it'd be <laughs> minor it'd be so minor it would it would not matter it's just it's such a great episode it's just yeah Blink so <laughs> do you want to <laughs> lead out with, the, with your final thoughts uh, Connor uh, my favorite episode of series three is actually <laughs> da, 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 evolution of the Daleks. No, it. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't even be surprised. <laughs> no, God, Sorry. that was an awful episode. Um, it's Blink. Come on, I've already spoken oh, about Lord. this. Yay! Hey. Blink gets the win unanimous unanimously. Win. 
Yeah. Oh, beautiful, I, beautiful I, win. It's, it's kind of fascinating. Moffat, we feed you our love. Yeah, it's kind of fascinating because I almost, <laughs> I almost wanted to put Family of Blood because I feel like Blink was going to win anyway, but I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. You can't. You can't. Oh. Not even just for the sake of it. You cannot You cannot vote against Blink. I don't think you could. There's a reason why. Blink is just a superb episode. Don't blink, guys. <laughs> don't blink while you're... Don't, don't blink while you'll miss how quick this choice is. <laughs> Dude, this is such, a, such um, a quick, easy choice. That was so quick. Good lord. Um, nice. Alright, well, we anyway. may as well wrap the episode... episode. We may as well wrap the episode after that. I mean, you got there in the end. Hmm? Yeah, yes I did. You got there in the end. Yes I did. I'm very proud of that. Anyway, GFX, where, where can people find you? Nowhere. Because I am everywhere. I'm all around you. Here we go. <laughs> right now, I'm peering over your shoulder. That's a very... Okay, <laughs> I did turn around. I'm not going to... Okay, uh, yeah, the usual out. shebang, C underscore ST underscore M on Twitter and <laughs> Cosma at Instagram. Cosma. Cosma. It's like Costco. CO underscore ST underscore MA. Oh right, there's underscores and everything. It's Costco yeah. mothers. Um, it's <laughs> um, you can find me n- apart from online nowhere. I I live at my house really. I don't I don't go out. His address is um, one Smith Street. Don't you dare! <laughs> don't. Oh yeah, how could you? Now that I, I live in one Smith Street, you jerk. Um, you can find me um on Twitter at gcap42. And on Facebook at Blackwood Films. And don't forget, if you do have Facebook and you like following and liking stuff, our Facebook page, Big on the Inside, exists. So. And it's great. <laughs> it's great. It's Look, I am I can just tell how much fun Nick has writing off those posts. Yeah. And like those like mini log lines. I, and I think everyone so far has sort of like smushed Connor a little bit from memory. I wouldn't be surprised if I'm if I'm right there. <laughs> well, but, I, I, I'm going to anyway. criticize him for picking the last of the Time Lords, but I'll do it. After the <laughs> Mr. Name, where can they find you? Yep, you can find me on Twitter at MQuest63. You can find me on YouTube, nickname Good Luck Finding Me There, because even I can't find me sometimes. Oh, still sad, but it's still true. Um, <sighs> and, and that that wraps up this episode. Um, thank you, go, thank you guys so much for listening. Till the next episode, nickname out. Ringo out. Geo Axe Inc.